Welcome to Transform Your Workplace. I've got a special bonus episode today, and it's featuring Nicole Blevins of Zenium. Nicole, what's up? Hey, Brandon. Excited to be on again. Third time's the charm, right? Yes. Oh, and there's many more to come. So glad to have you. We're going to talk about this topic. It's never been covered on this podcast, but I hear this a lot. And it's about removing years of experience from job descriptions. I know most job descriptions, job postings, when an applicant's looking at a job posting, they see this arbitrary number of like, I need 10 years of experience in XYZ. And I don't know who creates that number. There's a lot of people out there saying they should be removed. Why is that? I feel like it's a topic that's been talked about for a while. I've been seeing it more on social media lately, like people talking about this thing. Why are there these arbitrary numbers on job descriptions requiring eight years, 10 years of experience in this particular area when years of experience really don't give you good insight into is this candidate going to perform well in this position? And a lot of people think that the quantity of your years of experience doing something will translate to high quality work or being the best candidate for the position. And what we know from studies and and just in the work that we do in HR is that's not always the case. So why is it still on there and why do organizations still require that, especially in a time where it's really competitive to get talent right now and organizations are struggling with retention? There was somebody, I cannot remember the name of the person, but they were poking fun at this whole point on, I think it was Twitter or LinkedIn. And it was this guy who was saying, oh man, I guess I couldn't apply for this job. I don't have 10 years of experience. And it was like some sort of coding platform. I don't know how Uh to code. But it it was like, oh, I can't apply. And he's like, but I'm the one that created it. (laughs) And so it was like, this hadn't even been out for 10 years, but whoever was posting this job for this requirement was asking for 10 years of experience and I could be making that yeah. up. It could have been. No, I saw that. But I know exactly you did, what you're talking about. You know exactly about. what I'm talking yes. about. So this is uh-huh. an issue. It's like somebody sets this arbitrary number with years of experience thinking it's going to equate to, I don't know, mastery of whatever yeah. position that they're hiring for. And it's. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's a joke here at Zenium between like business partners and people that have been here a long time that like working at Zenium, like in in the HR business partner role is like dog years in terms of experience, because (laughs) the experience you might get in one year internally at one organization is totally different than the experience you might get working at Zenium in an HR business partner role, where you're working with a ton of different clients in a ton of different industries, and you're just learning so much information. So I think that's a really good example of you know, I might have 10 years of experience working in internal HR and only a few at Zenium or in a different company and how someone with the lesser years of experience might actually be more qualified for the role because of the amount of work they've been exposed to and the things that they've had to do in that short period of time. It's always interesting to me because like your point right there is about years of experience is not created equal, essentially. Right. Like they don't know what you're doing. Like you're one year on the job in HR working across different industries with different sizes of organizations is like, could be like five years for somebody else working internally. Right. And nobody would really be able to identify that. You may not apply for a job or somebody like you might not apply for a job because it has, you know, a requirement of five, 10 years of experience. And it's like, actually I've only got two years of experience, but those two years were insanity. Like absolutely. You've grown more than somebody else would 
Yeah. And there's also statistics on how requirements like that prevent more diverse people, people of color and women from applying for those roles because they're like, I'm not fully uh, qualified. I've only got nine years instead of 10 years. So I couldn't possibly apply. Whereas others would that are not in protected classes. So there's just a lot of conversation and statistics to how it's not good to do that and to really (laughs) focus on, do you really need someone that's got 10 years of experience or do you need someone that knows how to use this software program really well and has learned the ins and outs of that or is just a quick learner and can pick things up really quickly? So taking the years of experience away from it and really focusing on what are the job duties and the skills that are needed to perform that successfully, regardless of how many years they may have done it for. So if if somebody's listening to this conversation, why do we as hiring managers still do this? If we might even take our advice and say, oh yeah, that that makes sense, but I have a feeling people are still going to fall in this trap. So why? I think the reason people still do it or, or maybe haven't made the switch is because historically, recruiters or hiring managers would get hundreds of applications and it's like, okay, how do we narrow this down to see who's really qualified and not have to figure out from these hundreds of candidates trying to really sort through the nitty gritty of their job experience, what, who's going to be a good a good person for the role. So what they do instead is use AI or technologies that are looking for, nope, 10 years or more, screen everyone out, focus on those individuals. So it's used as a screening tool to try to narrow what has traditionally been a larger pool of candidates for positions. But I think as we know now in the market that a lot of organizations are struggling with getting even applicants in. And so I think the conversation is coming more to the forefront because people are starting to realize it's really much bigger than that. The years may not matter. If someone's got less of an experience, they're considering candidates that may not have that 10 years of experience now. So then why include that in the job posting at all? If we get an applicant that's got less than that, that we're still going to consider, we're still going to put them through the process, then why include that from the beginning? What's a better way to write job descriptions if we're not going to include years of experience? I think a better way to write them, like I said before, is just really focusing on what are the job duties, like giving people the realistic job preview of what it's like to work in this role day in and day out, and then the types of skills that you're looking for that will allow them to be successful in that role, able to work collaboratively as a team with others, being able to learn quickly and pick that technology piece quicker if that's something that's key for the role. So focusing more on realistic job preview of the role, skills that are are going to be helpful for that, and letting the candidate look at that job posting and decide for themselves, okay, I can do that, or I've got experience. This sounds like a role that that I would be a good fit for. And then applying and really letting them explain in their cover letter, in their communication, in the interview process, how their background and skills and experience, whether it be for one year or 10 years, make them a good fit for that role. I've actually seen, I was trying to find it before this call, but I've seen some really creative and unique job postings recently Mm. that say, even if you don't meet the minimum requirements of this position, but you think you might be a good fit anyways, please apply. I want to hear from you and we want to engage with you. So 
if you are still going to include the ballpark estimate of years of experience, I think including that language is actually really creative and a really good idea of if you're looking at this and you're like, I don't exactly fit all of those pieces and parts, but I still think this is an interesting job and that I could do it, apply anyways. Because I think it really does set that message or that tone of like, we realize everyone's experience is different and years of experience aren't all created equal. So please, we want to hear from you and engage with you anyways. And I thought that was really awesome. For the skeptical hiring managers or even HR professionals who are like, but I need those years of experience to filter out people because I have so many resumes and I get it like metric oriented data points are really helpful for getting through tons of resumes because like to your point, you can use software and AI to filter fast. And I get that. But as we said earlier, years of experience isn't created equal. So it's kind of double-edged sword in some respects. It's like you sacrifice efficiency in trying to get through resumes in the first place and find the right candidate, or you basically have a lot more resumes that you have to go through and you have to determine who's, who can move along in the process. Give me, give me some perspective there. Well, I think for those that are wanting to use it as a filtering tool, because they are really getting hundreds of applicants, a couple of things come to mind for me. One is if you're getting hundreds of applicants and the majority of them are not qualified for the position by your perspective and you're using years of experience as a screening, I would actually say go back and look at your job posting and be sure that it's narrow enough to really accurately reflect the job. Because I think if you've got a really good job posting that accurately represents the job and the skills necessary, you may not get as many applicants. It sounds like you might be getting too many that is not actually really reflective of what the role is or having the relevant prior knowledge that's going to be relevant to the role. So I would say that. And I would also say if you're using those kind of AI tools to screen, I know there's filters and there's, there's data that you put in so that it screens properly. So rather than using the years of experience as a mark, if you're still going to include that in the job description and you're still wanting to do that for now, change maybe your filtering on that and actually ask it to filter for different things that are not related Mm. to years of experience, just to see what you get, see how much more is the screening is screening out. If it's actually pulling in people that don't have 10 years of experience, but actually have specific experience with the software that you use or are really good at building teams, which is what you're, what is needed for this role. So just maybe test out some different features of that software to see other ways that you can narrow your searches without just really honing in and focusing on that one piece of years of experience. And I, I would just add too, I feel like there's a whole area of untapped talent in college graduates. For example, like I remember when I graduated from college, I was still working while I was in school. I took an HR internship and then worked a little as an HR assistant. So I had some experience and then graduating and trying to apply for a job and looking at all these postings that are like five to eight years of experience in HR, 10 years of experience in HR and how like demotivating that was for me. So I think that's really key as well is there's, there's new talent coming from out of college or may not have specific experience in your, in your industry, those years of experience, 
but are like super motivated to get into HR or into IT or purchasing or whatever your industry or your job role is that could come in, learn a lot and do a really kick butt job. I think that's really important to remember in all of this as well. And I've met some really awesome, motivated college graduates and college students that really are looking for their chance as well. So I think that's important to remember in all of this. Any other advice for employers as they consider making this shift? I would just say be open to trying something new. Like change, I think, is hard for everyone. And there's like the saying with COVID going around that, man, we've all been working home working from home for two years, can you like imagine all the things that we're not doing simply because we've never done it before or that's just how it's always been and we never actually tried it to see if it would work. During COVID, we had to work remotely a lot because that's what we had to do. And we realized, why haven't we been doing this before? Oh, just because we've been maintaining the status quo or it's always been done that way. And I feel like with this whole years of experience, is very similar to that. That's just how it's always been done. Everyone just puts the years of experience and that's always how we've done it. So I would just encourage people to try it. What's the worst thing that could happen if you test out your job posting and make those changes to just see what happens? And if it doesn't work for you, no no harm, no foul. You can go back to how you've done it, but just try it and see what happens and experiment and be open to, to change and just trying some new things. I like that perspective. Being in marketing, there's this concept of like A-B testing, which is like you test mm-hmm. one form against another and they might you might have like little minor tweaks and you're just trying to see which performs better. I, mean, I could see this working similarly where you just, there's, there's no harm, right? Like you're yeah, just, just try you it. might get more resumes than you otherwise would that you need to filter through. But what if you found this diamond in the rough, somebody who maybe has right. a lack of experience, but years of experience, but you found somebody who was just like, growth oriented and actually the two years of experience that they had with whatever was the most intensive part of their experience that they've ever had and this is an ideal candidate whereas you filter them out if it's five year that candidate would never land in your lap so exactly there's not a lot of downside from my perspective it's worth trying to your point i think we as employers as leaders hr professionals we have to do things differently this yeah. the environment is so rapidly changing our comp competition is yeah. fierce and yeah. your competitors you're the same the talent pool that you're going after your competitors are gro- going after and they're going to keep iterating and changing so why not you as well exactly yeah why not try it and change and just see what happens and that's how more people do it as well is by people trying it and realizing it works and then it spreads to other organizations and other people are like wow this really can work maybe we should try it as well and i think that's how you can make meaningful changes yeah you know what i think happens and we can wrap up soon I think what happens is we copy templates for job <laughs> postings. Like we grab yeah. it from Sherm, we grab it from Google, whatever. And it, these templates have years of experience, depending on the title. Yeah. It might have years of experience baked into certain skill sets that you're after. So I, I don't even know if it's like on purpose. It's, it's probably just more accident. Like I'm lazy and I'm just using a template that I found on the web. And yeah. I think that happens a lot too. 
I think so as well. That's how some of these like norms get established of why it's always been included. And I think people are slowly starting to realize that there's no such thing as normal anymore. And let's just try something new and let's be creative and let's see what we can do to push our organization forward and be supportive of our people and get that top talent. Nicole Blevins, thanks for being part of the podcast. This is a lot of fun. Where can people connect with you? I am always on LinkedIn and excited to connect with other people. So definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. I love following other people's ideas and seeing what's out there. And that gives me a lot of ideas of things to talk about with you and with others and my clients as well. So love to connect with anyone on LinkedIn. All right. Thanks, Nicole. Thank you. Bye.